0: Welcome to the Shine Align Podcast. I'm your host and video content coach, Natasha. And after years of being a social media manager for service providers, coaches, and physical product brands while creating content for my own brand, I realized how important it is to infuse video into your strategy, no matter what surface or platform you decide to use for your brand. This podcast will help you create strategic video content that doesn't take away from your business, but fuels its growth. You'll leave each episode with a simpler way to show up with confidence that isn't reliant on the latest trend or gimmicky hacks, but a sustainable strategy. Ready to go from overwhelmed to confident in your content strategy? It's your time to shine. Welcome back to the Shine Online podcast. Today we have another chatty episode. I feel like earlier this year, I did a little bit of like a life and business update. And I feel like I've done some of the things that I chatted about in that update. So I feel like we needed another update. You know what I mean? So that's what we're gonna be kind of chatting about in this episode. So this is the perfect time to like, let's go to the gym together. Let's go on a walk. Let's make breakfast. Let's have matcha. That type of chitty chat type of podcast episode. So in this update, I'm going to be talking a little bit about what worked versus what didn't for my summer camp and kind of just like what in the heck happened this summer. Um, I know it's like almost August and it's felt like just so much has happened over the past few months that I just want to share with you. So I'm first going to start by kind of sharing a little bit about like what my summer camp was, what I did, what did work, what didn't work, and then I want to get in. And two kind of some lessons that I've learned during some of my summer camp activities that I actually think will be really inspirational for you in life, in business, and everywhere in between. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So first, what worked versus what didn't for my summer camp? So just to give some context, if you didn't listen to my previous life and business update, which I will link in the show notes, essentially my goal this summer was in Florida. I feel like it just gets so stinking hot that we don't want to do Anything. Just like in northern places where it gets really cold during the winter, how there's like seasonal depression. I feel like that's how people are in Florida. (laughs) And so I had been chatting with a friend. I had the idea. I was like, honestly, my favorite summers was when I was booked and busy in summer camps. I was learning new things. I was trying new things. I was like doing different things each week. And I was like, well, why can't I do that as an adult? And so kind of my intention was to work less this summer and do more of those summer camp activities that I was excited for. So to set the scene, my goal was to do a three-day work week. So my goal was to work Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for most of June through August. And then my goal was to do three summer camp activities, which was gardening, learning Spanish, and ceramics classes. So that's kind of to set the stage. So let's first start <laughs> with what didn't work the three-day work week did not work. The three-day work week did not work. And honestly, I think the thought of like, I sheared it, I put it on my calendar, I blocked it off. I had dedicated myself to it. And I think for so long I was attached to the fact, well, like I have to see it through and like, I just have to kind of try harder <laughs> and see if it works. And like, it just wasn't for me in this season. Maybe if I would have prepped more, maybe in a different summer, maybe in a different season of business or life, it could work. But I honestly found that working less days of the week, but working more full days actually didn't even feel good to me. And like, there's not really anything else to really talk about here of like what didn't work is that I found that the three days I was working, I was stuffing so much into those three days. I found that the days I wasn't working, I was maybe feeling creative or wanted to check in on a project. And I feel like I felt so restricted that I couldn't do that. And even with my days being a little bit busier, quote unquote, with like personal things, I found that the intention of the three day work week wasn't really being achieved with it. And since then, um, literally just over the past few weeks, I've really been focusing on investing in my mindset as a business owner, but also in my mental and physical health. Like literally I invested in a mindset coaching session and then I also invested in a long term health coach for one-on-one and group program support. And kind of what I've been working on with those things is reducing my stress and kind of supporting my nervous system, focusing on some health issues and things that I really want to address. And... With all of that being said, I actually realized that my four day work weeks, Chef Kiss, were like the perfect sweet spot for me. And so I'm actually bringing back my four day work weeks. I've already stopped three day work week thing. We stopped that. I literally deleted it from my calendar and I felt free. I felt free, y'all. It felt so good. Um, and so this is kind of what my work weeks are going to kind of look like with that four day work week being implemented. So Mondays are my admin day. I know some people don't love that but i love having monday be my admin day to go over all the things to do my planning to do my team check-ins to do my meetings everything like that and then i like to have like tuesday or one dedicated day towards content doing my podcast, doing my video content, doing my emails, doing launch things, whatever content I need to do, I like to have a free day for that. Then I have like a flow day, which is really for me deep diving into projects or things that I'm working on. And then Thursdays are my coaching day. So Thursdays is when I have calls inside the video content camp and the online authority mastermind. And then my goal is for Fridays is to be off or very flexible and fluid. Today is actually a Friday and I haven't done a lot of work, but I checked in with my team. I am recording this podcast episode. Um, I approved some final designs for our new Shine with Natasha Tote that my retreat gals are going to receive. Um, So I didn't do like a ton of work. Like I honestly went to sleep yoga. I did my Spanish class. I had a slow morning. I'm about to log off and I like really want to like paint something or go outside or, you know, just relax. So that's kind of my new schedule. And the biggest thing that I've actually implemented from Working with some mindset coaching and also just like meeting with my amazing project manager, Danny. We love Danny, like, we love her. Is actually kind of adjusting the work hours that I'm working. So I found that as much as I'm a morning person, I don't love rushing into work in the mornings. And I actually find that like nine to 10 ish to like two ish is actually the best for my work hours. And Within those work hours, I'm going to have a lunch break. We love that. And then I'm also going to have intentional check-ins for what I like to call pings and dings. Pings and dings are click-up notifications, comments I need to reply to, emails I need to look at, Slack messages from my team. If my clients are submitting something via our on-demand feedback form where they can get like coaching or brainstorming, so checking in on my clients, checking in on DMs. Because what I found is those are all things that are important, but very overstimulating for me. So instead of checking them all the time, which I noticed I was kind of guilty for, I just need to do two check-ins a day. When I get in in the morning, let's check in, see how things are going. And then in the afternoon before I log off for the day. So yeah. And then really within that is I'm also wanting to pencil in just more space for taking breaks between things. Also just more flow space to brainstorm and create. I'm the person that wakes up at three in the morning with so many ideas. And I think I realized it's because I don't have enough time in my day to just have ideas because I'm just going from one thing to the next. And yeah, and just really leaning on my team for support. I built such an incredible team. I built out the systems. I have an awesome business, if I'm toot my own horn, and I just need to let it run itself and really prioritize where I need to be so I can be my best in those areas. So yeah, and kind of one, like, I know this is, I know we were talking about three-day work weeks, but as you can see from the three-day work weeks not working and getting some more support with like, coaching for my mental and physical health it's made me realize i just like need to move differently in my business i felt like i was kind of like on the verge of hitting a wall and very recently i have hit that wall i was like plop hit the wall and i feel like i'm now starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel of a very busy overwhelming change-filled season for me and I just like have to move differently in my business. And I feel like I'm really trusting myself on what feels good and what doesn't and just honoring that and honoring my boundaries. So yeah, that's kind of what's to come. And kind of for the rest of the year, like we're not doing the most. We're focusing on launching my two programs. We're focusing on working on some more behind the scenes things of just like program automation, client experience, even some evergreen funnels. And that's it. Like I I really am just trying to, and of course the podcast, we're in the HubSpot Creators program still, so really focusing on growing the podcast. And yeah, that's kind of just like what's in my world. So the three-day work week didn't work, but instead of dwelling on that, I honored that and I've pivoted and adjusted since. So we'll definitely keep you posted on how this new schedule is looking and feeling, but I'm excited. The only other thing that I would say like quote unquote didn't work for summer camp is I just did a lot at once. Um, and I don't regret that. Like, I don't think I I would have changed it. But admittedly, I just finished ceramics classes yesterday. And I'm in a few more weeks of like my intensive sprint that I'm in for Spanish. And while I have loved it so, so, so much, your girl is tired. <laughs> your girl's a little tired. So um, I think we didn't need to do everything all at once that's just like very much my personality so um that's the only thing that i'd say like didn't really work (laughs) but let's go on to the things that did work so i kind of want to show you like how I did the things that I did, and then we'll get onto the lesson. So the first thing was Spanish classes. So I'm getting a lot of questions of like what have I been using for my Spanish classes? And I have been using Lingoda. I discovered Lingota from Joe Franco, who, if you're not already familiar with her, she was on the Airbnb Netflix show and she's a creator. She knows a million trillion languages, and she was talking about their sprint. And I was like, this is absolutely perfect for my goal of wanting to learn Spanish. And And so literally like I joined the sprint and the next week I was like taking three classes. Like it was a sprint and I have absolutely loved it. And just for some context, I took Spanish classes in high school. I took them in college and like I learned a few things here and there, but could by no means really fully understand or speak, but literally after my first span, my first class with Lingoda, I logged on and they were like speaking in Spanish on the class. And at first it was kind of like a shock. I was like, whoa, like we're getting into this. But ever since, and I was encouraged to speak. Like I wasn't on that call speaking in English. She was like, no, we're, we're speaking in Spanish, lady. <laughs> um, and I found that like the reasons why I really loved Lingoda is first of all, they got me speaking in understanding really really quick. I'm on my classes now. I've taken like 24 classes at the time of this recording and I fully understand what they're saying and they're fully speaking 100% in Spanish, which I think says a lot. And I'm also speaking in Spanish. I had someone like come to the door the other day that like only spoke Spanish. We live in a Cuban neighborhood for reference. And I like understood him and like also was able to speak and I was like so proud. Of myself um so yeah I think that's the biggest thing and along with that I've just had increased confidence I know once I'm eventually in a spanish-speaking place it'll probably be a little bit different but just overall I felt just so much more confident I also really love that I'm learning things that I'll actually use I feel like a lot of the like very fun and helpful in a certain way like kind of game apps that you use for learning a language I feel like you don't fully focus on like what do you absolutely actually actually need to know in terms of grammar and vocab and like things you'll use when like you're traveling or introducing yourselves or asking for the time or asking how to get somewhere or things like that. Another thing that I've loved about Lingoda is you actually learn from different teachers. So I've actually been learning from teachers from all over. I have teachers from Spain, from Argentina, from Mexico, from Colombia, like literally all over. So I'm able to hear different accents, different kind of ways of saying things like there's certain words and things that people use in certain areas. So yeah. And kind of the last the last two things. I feel like I'm raving about Lingoda, but I've honestly just loved it so much. The last one is that the classes are so small and intimate. So you're always able to ask questions. You're o- always able to get support. I've never had more than four other students with me in a class. And sometimes I've been the only student, which is honestly some of my favorite classes. And it's really flexible with class times. They have mornings, evenings, afternoons, weekends. And I have just loved it. So if you're interested in learning a new language, I highly recommend checking out Lingoda. I've linked my referral link in the show notes, which will help you save some money on your classes. And they also have really fun things like sprints and other structures to really help you learn really fast. So that has been something that did work and I have really been loving. I've been kind of also supplementing with like additional challenges um, and apps and things like that. I've been trying to like watch like shows and listen to music, but the class, Classes has been what's really just been able to just, like, immerse me back in language learning. And kind of the other two things I did for my summer camp and the things that did work was just using my hands to create things. I feel like as people that, like, work in the online and digital space, it's so easy to just, like... Be on a computer and like be typing and with our phones and like to be out like in my garden, like playing in the dirt and the sun and like creating like a bowl with my hands from dirt and water. Like that's literally what clay is. It's like dirt and water. <laughs> um, it's just been so grounding, so healing, so fun. So yeah, essentially I did a six week ceramic course and I'm going to be doing more. I'm ready y'all. I'm like looking into getting a wheel. I love it. And I honestly did it from a place of like, I just want to try it and like if I don't love it and if I'm bad at it, like it's fine. But I honestly think I'm pretty good at it and I actually love it. So I'm gonna keep with it. Um, And then I started a summer garden. I found someone locally, um, her name's Urban the Urban Harvest if you're interested and in Florida and like wanna know what to grow here. But I've just loved um, her seed club and all her resources on knowing like what to grow in Florida. So, oh my gosh, we have a Jamaican cherry tree. We have banana trees. We have a papaya tree. We have a coconut tree. We have watermelons, which we have have the biggest, wa- like, they grow so much. We have little watermelons. They're so cute. Um, we have everglade tomatoes. We have okra. We have Egyptian spinach, callaloo. What else? some jicama we'll see how that's going jicama is a root so i'm kind of just like i don't know what you're doing down there but i hope you're doing good things <laughs> oh and we have some winged beans so yeah we're we're really out here gardening we're out here gardening and um we're kind of just taking it baby steps like summer's kind of like the worst time to plan florida because it's just the bugs and the heat and the rain but um, we're kind of going to build out our fruit tree area in our yard um, i'm actually going to start planting some wildflowers so i can make my own bouquets so anyway as you can see, lots of things went really well. And I think one thing I'm going to get into the lessons that I've learned, but just as I've recapped what worked and what didn't work, I thought I needed to work less to prioritize the fun hobbies. When I realized that I didn't need to work less, I just needed to do my hobbies, which I know just sounds so simple. And anyway, we're going to get into the lessons. We are going to get into the lessons. Okay. So the first one is that there's so much value in learning something new, especially if it's outside of your business. I feel like we often focus on like learning new skills and things for our business, which is really helpful. We want to do that too. But I found that just like learning something and like using my brain of like, wow, I'm learning about clay and how it's like a living thing that we have to prepare before we use or learning about like Spanish, like a whole language. My brain is just like so stimulated after classes and it's just been so fun. And I feel like often we feel like we need to learn things to like monetize it or to use it in our career, to use it for something. But like sometimes it's just like fun to learn for fun. But I also feel like the same way that like you are learning new things outside of your business, like taking that same energy when you are learning new things, like creating video content or whatever it is in your business. Because I feel like we put so much pressure on learning something for a result. But what if we were just learning something for fun? Just kind of put that out there. (laughs) Okay, the next one, which I feel like has been One of the biggest lessons is being okay with being bad at something, messing up something, and embarrassing yourself. My first Spanish class that I took was so humbling. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what people were saying. I remember genuinely thinking, like, is this a mistake? Because I was being challenged and I was literally so bad at it. Like, I took a video for my first Spanish class and I have videos for my most recent Spanish classes. Like, you can just see how, like, not confident I was in all those things. But you have to get uncomfortable to grow. I often think that we feel like we are entitled to growth or results or being good at something just because we do it. But you have to do it badly to learn from it, to grow from it. And even with ceramics, ceramics is hella humbling. Like it is very, very hard. And there were times where I was just like bad at something or something just looked horrible. Or like I spent five minutes throwing this amazing bowl and then it just like crumples. Like it literally just crumples. (laughs) And or even like when all my bowls were done, I like broke off a few pieces of my bowl. I was, oh my gosh. And I think it's it's being okay with that, right? Being okay with messing up, being okay with breaking things, with being bad at things, with saying things wrong, with being like looking dumb, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, like embarrassing yourself. Like you have to be okay with getting uncomfortable. And I really feel like the people that are able to see success in business, are able to get fulfillment out of life, are the people that are okay with getting uncomfortable and not being good at things all the time. Okay, on to the next lesson. Just because it looks easy online doesn't mean it is. And this is what I saw so many people in my ceramics class do, right? They were like, I see the people on TikTok. They look so aesthetic and cool when they're creating ceramics and I don't look like that. And I think it's important to understand that things that might look easy online, you're only seeing a few seconds, a few moments of what is actually happening. You're seeing a curated version of that, no matter how authentic that person is creating that content from, right? And I also think that if it does look easy, it's probably because they've been doing it for years. Literally, they've been doing it for years, right? Um, And so I think it's important not to compare your progress and your results to people that have been doing it messy and badly and learning from it for years are people that like do it professionally right like who am i to compare myself to a professional ceramicist ceramicist when i literally have taken six ceramics classes like why are we comparing ourselves? And I just feel like that's really important with like, I see that so often with video content, right? Is like, you see me or your favorite educator, or your favorite creators, you're like, they, it looks so easy to them. Like they just have a skill that I don't have, or they just have a personality they don't have, or like they just have this and I just don't have it. But that's not the case, right? Just because it looks easy doesn't mean it is easy or it means it took years and a lot of mess ups to get to that point. Okay, the next one. Mindset matters just as much as the work you put in. (sighs) Okay, so I have a story about a gal in my ceramics class, so sweet, and she pretty much, I I would say, gave up uh, a few classes in. Once we started using the wheel, so initially we started our ceramics classes doing hand building, and then we like got to the wheel, right? Which is kind of what people are most excited about. It looks the coolest. It's so fun, but it is very humbling. It is very, very difficult. It's very difficult, and it's very easy to ruin things. Like it's just, it's like every stage that you go through with creating something on a wheel, like. Doing it like a slightly badly, you could mess it up completely. And class after class of us being on the wheel, she just got so frustrated to the point where she was like, I'm just so bad at this. What am I doing wrong? And I could literally physically see the way she was going at her clay on the wheel was from this place of like, this has to work. This has, I have to figure it out. And it kind of got me thinking. I was like, I don't know what her intention was of doing the class, but I know my intention was to have fun. And I could have very easily got to that place. Like all of us could have. It was hard. We were all very bad at bad at our, our ceramics wheels. But I realized that the way that you think about the process and the journey is so is even more important than the effort you put in. Because you could spend hours on the wheel, trying to make the perfect ceramic bowl. But if you don't believe and have a positive and good mindset of how you're talking to yourself, how you're talking to your clay, like the energy you're coming to that wheel with, it matters just as much, if not even more. And I feel like she was able to like, obviously get to a place of being at peace, but I feel like she was, kind of unable to really complete the full duration of the course because she was so fixated on it being perfect and being good at it and so fixated on the mistakes and so fixated on, I need to at least end class with one thing or why does everyone else have it figured out, right? Like how often do we do that in business of like, really feeling like I'm doing all this work. I've done all, I've invested in this. I've I've done this, like I've done everything. I'm doing the work, but why am I not getting the result? And it's almost always because of your mindset, right? I sit down with so many of my clients, like I was just on a camp call last week and we could talk about strategy until the cows come home, but it always comes down to your mindset. Are you putting all these mindset blocks on imposter syndrome and perfectionism and overwhelm and all these things in the way? So, like, you have to jump over all these hurdles as you're putting in the work. And so, the two things that I really learned, like, mindset wise from ceramics specifically is just being patient and knowing that. I have to put in those hours, put in the work, and be patient with myself as I'm growing and learning and getting better at something. I feel like with our businesses, we see so many overnight successes and viral growth and one-year millionaires, and we we don't realize that we just have to be patient with ourselves and our own timing and that it's going to be different than someone else's. And I think the other thing that I learned is just being a little less precious with what we create. Um, and, And when we talk about content, I feel like it's so easy to put out a piece of content and feel like it flopped and feel like it failed and be like, "Okay, I need to archive it. I need to delete it. I need to not create that type of content again without realizing that everything we create isn't so precious that we need to like obsess over it, right? What I would see so many times when we were doing those wheel classes is people would create a bowl and then like something. Thing would happen and it'd like get totally like messed up and they're like oh I just don't want to get rid of the bowl I'm so attached to the bowl but it's like it's a fucking bowl it's a bowl <laughs> yeah. but like how often do we do that with our businesses we're like but I spent so much time but like don't be so pr- like just it's okay let it be let it be what it is <laughs> you know what I mean but I think I really realized that is like I would like like Something would crumple or I'd mess something up. And I, I kept going to this perspective, okay, like, let's just do it again. The patience was kicking in. And also just being like, I learned from this. Like, this isn't the end-all be-all. This isn't the only bowl I'll ever create ever, Right. This also got me thinking of a friend and a client of mine um, who got an amazing speaking opportunity and was literally like talking herself out of it because she felt like it was the only big speaking opportunity. Like that's what her mind was telling her of like, don't mess it up because this might be the only one. But that's just not the case, right? This is not the only piece of content you create, the only speaking engagement you create, the only decision, the only launch, the only whatever. Um, it's just being a little less precious, being a little less precious. Okay, I got some more lessons, y'all. Are you loving this? Let me know if you're, these are resonating because I feel like I'm dropping the mic right now. <laughs> I feel like these are so good. Okay, a few more. The next one is don't forget to enjoy and have fun with the process without the pressure of things being perfect. Um, I feel like so often we start something with the intention of enjoying it and being passionate about it and being excited about it, whether it's our business, whether it's ceramics classes, and then we get so caught up in doing it well versus just like doing it. And enjoying the process. I feel like I went into ceramics being like, if I was bad at this, that's okay. And how often do we go into things in business with that perspective of like, I did this because I loved it, because I'm passionate about it, because I care about this. Not because it needs to be perfect. Okay, on to the next one. This one is so important, is that we often have more time and capacity for things than we think. The hardest part is about actually prioritizing it the hardest part is about actually prioritizing it we're all busy right and i want i want us to understand that we're all busy in different ways whether you're a side hustler whether you're a parent whether you're a business owner whether you work a 9 to 5 we all have time that is limited and we all have things that we have to make decisions on every day that we're deciding to do something right And what I felt like when I started this summer camp, and I already kind of touched on this, is that I felt like I had to make a summer camp. I had to move my calendar around to have enough time to go to ceramics class and to have enough time to do Spanish. But what I realized is that I always, I always had the time for it. I just didn't make the time for it. Yep. Let that sink in. Yes. 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 I'm calling myself out too. And how often do we do that with so many things, but like with our content, right? I hear it all the time by my lovely clients. I love y'all. But they come to me and they're like, oh, I'm just so busy. My kids, my business, like everything, right? And we get so caught up in feeling like we don't have the time. Instead of focusing on these two questions, really think about these honestly with yourself of how are you really spending your time? How are you really spending your time? And does it actually align with what's important to you? Because We often feel like we're using our time for everything that's so important. And yes, to some extent, right? We have to feed ourselves. We have to do the chores and and do the business things and serve our clients and blah, 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 blah. But like, what about all those other hours that maybe we could actually be spending on the ceramics class that you've always wanted to do or on the video content you know is going to help you in your business, right? Right. Really think about that one. Yes. If you need to rewind, that's okay. Let us sink in. Let us sink in. <laughs> okay. I'm almost done, y'all. A big one. Your business shouldn't be your only source of joy. Get hobbies. Take time off of work. You don't need to work more. And you don't even need to capture the non-business things that you're doing with content. Yes, I took a few clips of my ceramics and me learning Spanish, because honestly it's really fun to be creative and document and see the journey, right? Like I can see the process of my growth and from me learning, love that but your business shouldn't be your only source of joy. And I feel like there's this spectrum of people saying, if you're a business owner, you should love what you do and be so passionate about what you do and like love your business. And then there's the other side of the coin, which is like work is work, show up for your work, do your work and then log log off, right? But I, I find that I fall a little bit more in between of like, yes, if you have a business, like you should probably care about what you're doing, or it's going to be very hard to be a business. Like it's going to be hard. Right. But also like, just show up for the places of your business that require you and don't add new offers or do all these shiny things to get joy from your business. Like live life to get joy. Right. And the last one that I want to share with you that I hopefully you've already gotten from everything I've already said is that it's not too late to do the thing you've always wanted to do. This could be in your business. If you want to do your video content, if you want to speak on stage, if you want to start that podcast, if you want to host the retreat, literally me in like a few weeks, you can do it. You can do it. Or if you want to, you have a childhood dream or something that you're like, oh, like you, you, when you see someone do it or you see something like it come up, you're like, I would love to do that. I would love to do ceramics. That was me. I was like, I would love to be able to speak Spanish when I travel places. And I think we often put it off because we think of our age, or how much money we have, or how much time we have. But it's not too late to start doing those things now. And often we have more access to those things than we give ourselves credit for. And kind of a related thing that I've also been leaning into is I am just such a travel bug. I love traveling. I love experiencing, and I started to realize more and more of like so much of what I love about traveling I can also do here right if I love hiking out in the mountains I can't get a mountain in Florida but maybe I can like go for walks more or go explore um, different beaches here right Um, so anyway that was my very very chatty Podcast episode, all about just like a little bit of a life and business update on kind of like what's been going on. If I'm being honest, I'm 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 coming out of a little bit of a season of burnout. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to move forward after such an awesome summer, but also such a hard last few months, few years. Like it's, it's been a little bit of a struggle for me. But I feel like I've learned and grown so much for this summer and I hope these lessons um, were helpful for you and I hope they inspired you. I really hope that they inspired you of like, you don't need the summer to do your own summer camp. You don't need a lot of time. You don't need a lot of money. You just need to have that desire and that goal. If you love this episode, please DM me over on Instagram at Shine with Natasha. Like tag this in a little screenshot, Maru, and just tell me what you thought. Let me know what resonated, what lesson like what lesson you liked, what hobbies you want to do. Like I would love to just chat a little bit more about this. But that is all for today. And I will see you over in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the Shine Online podcast. I hope this episode has helped you find a simpler way to show up consistently on video. If you loved what you heard, please share this episode with a business owner you know who is struggling with content and video in their business. Or connect on Instagram at Shine With Natasha by taking a screenshot and sharing your biggest takeaway. See you in the next episode. Thank you.